This is Because I Want To, Spooky Month. Up your hands. Hello. Hello. And welcome to <laughs> Because I Want To. <laughs> we talk about whatever we want to. I'm Lindsay and I just and took the initiative today. You did and I appreciate that. I'm Sarah and I am ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are a sight to be seen. Can I just say September has not been my month? <laughs> I can imagine. Let's talk about it. What's going on? <laughs> Oh, what's going on? Well, was it two weeks ago, I guess? Two weeks ago I got in a car accident? I saw that only a week ago. Yeah, we haven't talked about it on here. No. So I totaled my car. Sucks. It really does suck. I... That's the worst thing that's happened to me in a long time. Yeah. Well, And I'm surprised. Yeah. They're awful, and, like, it was my fault. So, like, that makes it, like, 800 times more awful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was pulling out of a gas station. And you know how, like, when you have two lanes and some... You know the gas station I'm talking about, the one on 97? Mm-hmm. The highs. And somebody was, like, in the turn lane pulling in, and I think the other person's car was just, like, right behind it, and I didn't see it. And so I went to turn, and blammo... Oh, so you turned out, like, in front of them, and they ran into you. Yeah. Yeah. I ran into them. Like, the fronts of our cars, like... Um, If I had pulled out, like, two seconds earlier, it would have slammed directly into me. That's scary. Like, directly into me. So, yeah. I'm thankful that that didn't happen, and my dogs were not in the car. Because I almost took them with me. So. You're... Got a new car. You were... (laughs) banged up but you're okay and the other person's okay right as far as i know they don't tell you a lot you know like insurance yeah I but asked, they like, were walking around and stuff yeah i mean she i think as far as i understand she probably said like bruising from the airbags and stuff but you know at as far least as I know, it seems fine. like if you're just pulling out you're not going fast they probably weren't going fast if you said there was someone in front of them turning in no i think they were like side by side like, somebody oh. was turning in, and they were in the lane next to them, and I think they were side by side, and so I didn't see their car. Oh, I gotcha. Well, they probably weren't going very fast, so that's good. I don't know. You know. So. So, you had to deal with all of that. You had to yes. get a rental car and buy a new car. A lot has happened since last time we did this. I know. <laughs> I had a rental. I had a rental Beamer. Mm-hmm. Which is just ridiculous. I did not like it. Um, and yeah, I bought a new car yesterday. Yay. I say I bought a new car yesterday, though. And there was, like, when I was paying for it, it didn't even occur to me that there would be, like, a limit on my debit card. Mm-hmm. Like, of how much you can, like, pay off it. Like, so I was like, he was like, how are you paying? And I was like, my card. And he was like, did you call your bank? And I was like, no, why would I call my bank? On your and debit so, card. So the limit's not just how much money is in your account. There's a limit with no, how much No, there's can, like a limit you can oh. spend off it. And what I was taking off it, I guess, was $500 above the limit. Um, and so I like called them and I got it cleared and everything. And it still wouldn't fucking work in their system. I think this was on their end, not my end. Um, and so <laughs> there was like a pending charge on my account but it still also only showed as pending on their end. And so there was nothing we could do about it. So the guy was like, I'm just going to have to mark you pending. And if the charge drops, I'll call you. And I was like, okay, well, the charge dropped like hours later and I have not gotten a call. So I've literally paid nothing for this car at this How point. How long ago was that? It was a couple days, right? It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, and it's but the when you called me like this morning... It's like $8,000. Yeah, but it's the weekend. I bet you'll get a call Monday. Well, I hope they realize I'm a teacher and I don't pick up the phone at work. Yeah. (laughs) So you got your new car, so that's good. Yeah. And now I'm house-sitting for my parents. 
Where are your parents? Are they on vacation? They're in Florida. Oh, that's right. I remember you talking about that. They have like a wedding or something, right? Yeah, they're there for a wedding. Mm-hmm. How about you? What you been up to? I have been watching all the Lord of the Rings movies <laughs> compared to all your drama. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, exciting. Which you... have you watched them all at this point? Okay, so we started watching the third one last night, but oh my god, <laughs> we watched it for an hour and a half. And I paused him and was like, okay, let's see how much is left. Two more hours left. Oh, yeah. Are you watching, like, the extended edition? No, it's the normal one. Is it? I thought the, the normal one was, like, two and a half hours. The third one is three hours and 20 minutes. That's got to be the extended version. No, it's not. I saw that in theaters. I do not remember it being... That long. Because I was, when I go to like pick the movie when I'm in HBO Max, I purposefully make sure not to click on the extended one because I just can't with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I was really into, I had the Fellowship of the Ring like extended edition box set. Um, and I used to really like to watch all of like the special features, like the making of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was really into that. We'll have to do a Lord of the Rings episode because there's a lot to talk about and I'm enjoying them. I didn't appreciate them when I was younger, I think, because they are so long and they came out a year in between. So I kind of forgot what happened in between all of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's one of those things I have to watch with subtitles to really understand, like the characters' names. Yeah, like the places, because they'll mention something like once and then you're supposed to like remember what that place is or who that person is. Yeah, and, like, Tolkien has a lot of lore in all of that. Mm -hmm. So I'd be down to do an episode about that. So maybe after Spooky Month. Even though Lord of the Rings is kind of spooky. Yeah, it's spooky in, in like, non-traditional kind of way, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then... We're doing Canadian Thanksgiving tomorrow, so... Hey, happy Thanksgiving, Canada. Yeah, we're doing a little bit early. I think it's, like, in two weeks from now, and then my mom is coming to visit me next weekend, so a lot going on. Fun! (laughs) Yep. A little Abraham reunion. Yep, mini mini ham reunion. Oh, yeah. Did you mention that you're sick? I did. I'm sick. Sorry, everyone. I'll probably edit those out. (laughs) We can make this short. Shall we move into our topic? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sounds great. We're doing, in honor of the kickoff, I know last week we said we're going to do more child star stuff, but we just decided to move into spooky month because it is October and we're doing this. Because I made us skip last week because I was, like, traumatized from my car accident. And the way I was dealing with it was cleaning my entire house and organizing literally everything. Yeah. You do what you got to do. Take care of your uh, anxiety. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Mummies, so spooky though. month. Mm-hmm. We're planning to talk a lot about, like, things related to death. That was the theme we decided on. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> but today we're talking about mummies. So, what are your thoughts on mummies? I, <laughs> like, dislike? <laughs> I went through a stage, like, just like a month ago, I think. Like, right before we went back to work, where I was watching mummy documentaries, like, left and right. Like, I watched at least two Every day, probably for like a week. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So do you want to give us a little overview of what mummies are? Like what the process is, maybe? Well, so mummy is literally, like mummification is literally just, as far as I understand it, like any process that like dries out a body to preserve it. Mm-hmm. So there's like different ways you can do it. Obviously, the Egyptians are the most well known, but they're not the first ones to do it. 
Um, and it's been done on like every continent. Yeah, which I did not realize until I guess I had heard like it had happened other places, but mm-hmm. the Egyptians are what are really notorious for it. I mean, I think the Egyptians were the most prolific mummifiers. And also their culture was very, like, long-lasting. Like, their civilization was around for a long time. And they, you know, not only mummified, but built elaborate things to go with Mm -hmm. that mummification. That really made it stand out. Like, a lot of the ones in South America Mm -hmm. were something fancy to go with it, you know? Yeah. Like, with the Egyptians, you have the tombs with all the, like, valuables in them. So, like, that piques people's interest and then you have people that break into them and ransack them and sell stuff Mm -hmm. on the black market and then you have the whole like curse thing and so there's a lot going on with that i have such a deep disdain for people who like destroy historical places and like steal history yeah and like i i really don't believe in like private ownership of historical items uh-huh. Like, that shit's for everybody. That's not for you to just put in your house. Like, that's not what that's for. So, like, what is a historical item, though? Like, how old would it have I, to be? Um, I would say anything older than, like, 500 years, I would say. You should not be able to, like, keep in your house. Because I guess it either would be historical in the sense that one person hasn't inherited it, or it would be, like privately passed down yeah like that's different like if it's been in your family that's one thing but if like you bought it on the black market or it was like taken from another country and they want it back and you won't fucking give it back like the british museum um yeah you can't just go stealing shit yeah don't take people's history it's mean It is mean. <laughs> That's it makes true. you a big meanie butt. <laughs> Don't be a big meanie. Stop stealing history. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. England is one of the biggest meanies of them all. <laughs> if not the biggest. Um, I didn't realize, was... though, like, King Tut is, like, so famous because his tomb was so preserved because it was kind of he wasn't as important and it wasn't like ransacked he was like a very like throwaway pharaoh as far as like things he did yeah his tomb was just super cool (laughs) yeah because you would think he was about it you would think he'd be like super important but not really even though i guess that just shows what they did for all pharaohs yeah, yeah, well, and he was at, like, the tail end, I think, of that dynasty. I think there was one more person after him. I think his was his grandfather on the Houghton. I think so. Really, mm-hmm. hearkening back to that one e- intro to Egyptology class I took. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. Oh, man. I guess I should close this window on my computer that's, like, what are the symptoms of COVID? Is a wet cough or a dry cough more common with COVID? What's the answer? Uh, dry cough? Uh, dry. Yeah. Mine is wet, so that's, that's a good sign, I guess. Yeah, Sarah's going anyway. to get tested tomorrow, so. <laughs> yes, I'm going to get tested tomorrow. Joy of joys. All right, so let's talk about types of mummies because mm-hmm. there's your traditional yank out all the organs and dry it out <laughs> you're classic whatever the classic so like if you're an egyptian mummy you die right that's like the first step yes you know. <laughs> let's break it down and then they'll cut you open and oh they don't do that first sorry they so this one is interesting because when i was younger we were always told they stuck a hook up there and yanked out your brain right Mm-hmm. But, and I think that's because of something Herodotus said, um, but in one of the documentaries I watched and in some of the stuff I've re- read about, they don't think that's what they did. They think they really? stuck, like, a rod up there, like a wooden rod or something, and literally just, like, smooshed it around until the brain liquefied, and then you would use gravity, and it would just all, like, 
come out the nose. Like, you wouldn't have to pull it out piece by piece. I mean... It would just drain. My thoughts are, one, ew, and two, smart. Right? Like, that would be easier than, like, pulling it out piece by piece. Like, just let yeah. it drain on out. You just kind of stir it around and then, yeah, easy peasy. It grosses me out that you can liquefy your brain like that, but... Brains are very delicate. Brains are weird. Yes. They are weird. So, you've removed this person's brain. Yay, yay, yay. So now you're going to fill their skull with tree resin. Mm-hmm. Preservatives. You uh, just, like, how do you stick it up there? Through their nose? I think through the nose. Okay. With, like, a funnel. Um... And that will, like, keep, like, anything that's still in there from decomposing. And it also will keep it from stinking. <laughs> oh, okay. So then you slice open the person. And you remove all their organs because, you know, those will rot. You want to get rid of all mm-hmm. the wet stuff because we want to we wanna dry out this body. So we got to get rid of all the wet stuff. Um, so you pull it all out except for the heart because Egyptians thought that, like, a person's soul was in their heart. Oh, which is probably where we get it from, um, the whole idea. Uh, but anyway, so you put them in canopic jars after you salt them, which like really grossed me out. <laughs> and then you fill the body cavity up with a bunch of nice smelling stuff because you want it to smell nice. I'm imagining frankincense. Yeah, and herbs. And then, yeah, right? So that smell, mm. I feel like, would be on a mummy. Um, I'm and then you and fill straw. it. What? Straw and herbs. Yes. And then you fill it with um, all the incisions with salt. It's a salt called natron. I don't know anything about it, but that's what they used. Um, and it basically like, disinfects everything. And then you just leave them in like a bed of natron for like a really long time, like mm-hmm. a few months. Um, and then once it's fully dehydrated, <laughs> um, it's like preservation of meat like back in the day. Yeah. Uh, you wash the carcass, you'd oil it, and then you cover it with more resin. Ew. And then that's the when you would wrap it. oiling grosses me yeah. out. Yeah, keep that skin supple. <laughs> Ew. And then Stop you're... saying supple. <laughs> and then you wrap it. it. And you got yourself a mummy. And then you just got to build a really fancy tomb interesting how people are very like um concerned with their bodies when they die well like the egyptians like literally everything they did in life was to like preserve what was going to happen to them when they died like life was literally just about death like that's what it was i was thinking that kind of what people do now with all their embalming and stuff that's like a modern mummification mm-hmm. almost yeah body preservation and we look at egyptian mummies with such like fascination and horror and it was just these people's everyday just death um yeah. stuff and like i wonder if people in the future will look back at how we embalm bodies and they'll be like oh my god like how weird and horrific and what if those i guess zombies that's kind of like maybe where zombies come from but like turn it into a monster yeah i feel like it's all relative to me i'm like a dead body's a dead body you do what you want with it Mm -hmm. it's dead there ain't anything in there anymore as far as we know (laughs) as far as we know (laughs) you never know so yeah, that's Egyptian mummies. And then there's a lot of kind of similar stuff that happens in South America. Um, like in Chile, they do that. And like the Andes, the Inca did a lot of that. The Inca have my favorite mummies. Those, um, which ones are those? The ice girls. Oh, yeah. Ice maidens. So those are they like... Just the children that they took up to the mountain and they like there's one is this the one where it's this girl like sitting and she looks Mm -hmm. like alive she looks alive it's creepy Uh especially like her face like you can tell like she's mummified but her hair is 
perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, perfect. It's in all these, like, little, little braids. And then her arms and hands look alive. They look alive. Yeah. Um, I would... I think I was reading that, I guess, because it's up so high... And, like, Mm -hmm. the air, there's not a lot of oxygen, and it's, like, really cold that it just, you know, is really good for mummification. Yeah, that's, like, the, um, oh, gosh, what are they called? The Chinchoro mummies? They're in the Andes, and I think pretty much all they had to do to mummify their bodies, because it's so dry in the Andes, is, like, they pull out the, um, insides and fill it with, like, hair like animal hair or like hay and then they would just bury it and it would like do its thing (laughs) i was reading about them because i didn't know they were a thing but they have the oldest Mm -hmm. mummies that we know of in the world and they were they were artificially mummifying people two thousand years before the egyptians did yeah and they're really cool they had like a bunch of different ways they would do it but like yeah, they would, yeah, it's kind of the same thing that the Egyptians did. And they have mm-hmm. um, even older ones that were naturally mummified, just <coughs> the oldest ones, like 7,000 BC, the naturally mummified mm-hmm. one. Which is oh, crazy. That's so yeah. That's so long ago. That's almost 10,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. long ago. Have you, I'm sure you've heard of this, but self mummification yo those monks in japan and like tibet yeah yeah self mummification is a thing i was reading about this buddhist monk they found in this buddhist statue named leo tuan or leo quinn something like that and this self mummification that these monks did was like years and years long process it's crazy. You're literally they, just like, I'm going to kill myself, but I'm going to do it real slow. So <laughs> let's talk about it because I think it's really interesting. For the first 1,000 days of this process, so roughly three years, they would cease all food. This is all from a USA Today article. They would cease eating all food except nuts, seeds, fruits, and berries, and they would engage in extensive physical activity to strip themselves of all body fat. So first, they're basically whittling down their bodies. Delight. So it's just muscle. That's for three years. All right, like sinewy. Yes. I describe that. Sinewy. Very sinewy. And then... For the next 1,000 days, so like three more years, they would eat just bark and roots. So just starving themselves, basically. All right. And towards the end of this, they would start drinking poisonous tea, which would make them vomit, and they would lose their body fluids, and it would also act as a preservative and kill off maggots and bacteria that would cause decay after death. I want to know who figured this out. I know, right? Like, what was the process to figure out this is how you self-mummify yourself? Like, it can't work every time. It must not work every time. Well, that's part of this. So, in the final stage, the monk would lock himself into a stone tomb where he would go into a state of meditation. He'd be in the lotus position. And there's a small air tube. And there's a bell. So every day he'd ring the bell. So people outside would know if he was alive or not. Mm-hmm. And when the bell didn't ring. The tomb was sealed. For the final thousand day period. So after three more years. They would like let the tomb chill. And then they would open it up. And if the body was preserved, the monk was raised to the status of a Buddha and his body was removed and he was worshipped in a tomb or in a temple. All right. I feel like that would only work if it was cold enough. If it didn't work and the body had decomposed, the monk was resealed. (laughs) And this article 
says he was, quote, respected for his endurance, but not worshipped. Too bad for you. But that that's like a common thing. It's <coughs> called Mummified Monk Revealed Inside Buddhist Statue by Michael Winter. And this guy was found, he died around um, 1100. And I guess because he was in the statue, he wasn't that well preserved or he would have been in a temple. I guess, I wonder if there's still these monks in these temples, you know, being worshipped. Probably. So yeah, brutal, brutal way to die. It's like a common thing, isn't it, in religion that bodies that don't deteriorate, like, are supposed to be, like, godly. Isn't that like what they do with, like, saints? I mean, that makes sense. If someone doesn't deteriorate, you'd be like, oh, something Mm -hmm. special about them. They gotta be special. (laughs) There's a term, isn't it, with saints, with their bodies, not... There is. Hang on, let me see if I have... And um, many Wikipedia articles over. like relics of saints, which really gross me out, where it's like you have a piece of their uh-huh. like body or their hair or their nail or something. Yeah. Real. Incorruptibility. There it is. Yeah. yeah. If a body was incorruptible, like you said, I guess it was like godly. Can I tell you about. Okay, so this one isn't, I guess, technically a mummy because they weren't dried out. But it is a preserved body, so I'm going to say it falls in the same mm-hmm. wheelhouse. And that, I watched a documentary about this, because of course I did. Um, and this is a body they found in China. And it, yo, I was so grossed out about this. Okay, so it's this woman named Chin, Chin, Zhui, Zhui, Zhu. I got my Korean pronunciation on, I'm sure that's wrong. Um... And they found her in this, like, insane tomb in this, like, triple-layered coffin. And they pulled her out, and she was, like, still juicy, for lack of a better word. <laughs> Ooh, stop it. Juicy, supple, sinewy. I hate these words in our descriptions today. She, like, literally had all of her organs and stuff. Nothing had been removed. And she was so... I don't know how else to describe it, but juicy. Intact? Yeah. We'll go with intact. Um, (laughs) That they could do an autopsy on her. Hmm. And they have not figured out how they did it. Um, How old is she? I mean, um, like, how old's her body? I think 4,000 years. Weird. I think. Hang on. How can you be juicy um, after 4,000 years? I don't know. It's so weird. <laughs> she, what if that, I mean, you have to have like um, an ecosystem going on in your body, like a self-sustaining mm-hmm. like thing happening. So she was, she died in 168 BC, so like 2,000 something wow. years old. And she was found by, like, a bunch of high school students and, like, people who were digging for, like, an air raid shelter in the 60s. And basically it was four coffins. It's, like, four layers. I said three before. I was wrong. It's four. Um, And they all had, like, different stuff in them, I guess. Like, there was, like, charcoal in there to absorb moisture. And then her body was floating in some, like, undetermined fluid. (laughs) I hate that, that they like yeah and apparently there's like mercury in it and they think that <gasps> maybe did something with it oh but i'm reading no. from wikipedia right now um her skin was soft and moist Ugh. Ew. with muscles that still allowed for her arms and legs to flex at the joints really all her yeah all her organs and blood vessels nose hair still exist the tympanic membrane of her left ear was still intact and her finger and toe prints were distinct. How do you spell her name? I want to look up a picture of her. X-I-N. The picture's gross. And Z-H-U-I. All I can think about, and this is probably says a lot about me when I look at this picture, is she probably still had, like, an intact vagina. And that's crazy yeah. to me. Like, intact vagina and butthole. And it's, like, <laughs> over 2,000 years old. <laughs> yeah. 
So I wonder if like the four coffin mercury thing was like something you see with other people or just her. Oh yeah, this is wild. But you know what's wild? It's like, how do we still not know what the liquid is? Yeah. Like, can't you run that shit through, like, a mass spectrometer and figure that out? (laughs) I would not want my body preserved like this. I mean... No! Ugh. Look at her face. It's all, like, sunken in. Her face is scary, and then it's showing, like, a... I guess... I don't know if this is, like, a statue of her, but she was, like, really pretty in real life. And then you just look at her next to... Her real self. I don't think that's what she actually looked like. What is? Oh, on the documentary, they talked about how she was probably like like super overweight. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying. I don't think that's what she looked like. I wonder why. Who that is then? I mean, maybe that's her when she was young, like super young. She was like only fifty when she died. Hmm. She was buried with. 1,000 items, and her tomb is crazy. It's like this really deep shaft, inverted pyramid kind of thing. Hmm. So I recommend that documentary. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, I don't remember. I'll find it. I watched it on okay. YouTube. Okay. We'll put it maybe in the Instagram or in the yeah. description of the episode, perhaps. But yeah, you can also mummify somebody by like basically turning them into jerky, both by smoking them, which some people did, or like freezing, like in Alaska, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, you basically become frozen jerky. We've talked about doing an episode on different like death rituals and body preparations, so maybe Mm -hmm. we'll have to like go more into that. Yes. Um, like the diff- Ugh. Sorry, like I'm reading about resin again. <laughs> yeah, resin pops up a lot in these mummification articles. I guess because, like, you have access to them or access to Yeah, it. resin and, like, lacquer. Like, I guess in Asia they use lacquer. Okay. Do you want to hear... And that comes from a JSTOR article. <laughs> oh, fancy. JSTOR. I know. Bumped it up a level from, well, like, three levels from Wikipedia. (laughs) Okay. I want to talk about, again, this isn't really mummification, but I thought it was interesting. Jeremy Bentham. Do you know anything about him? I do not. He was a philosopher. I guess his big deal is he founded the philosophy of utilitarianism, which I don't know that much about. But... Mm -hmm. He seemed to be for, like, equal rights and, mm-hmm. you know, destigmatizing homosexuality and whatnot. But he, on his death, he died in 1832, wanted his body to be dissected and displayed. And he, he called his bot, like, bodies auto-icons. Um, and he wanted his auto-icon to be displayed for everyone and they I guess it's still displayed at the University College of London which is kind of spooky it's like it looks okay because his body is like just enclosed sitting in a chair and I guess the head like ended up looking really scary so they're like we can't put this head on this body it's gonna like freak people out so they made like a wax head to put on his okay. body and his real head i'm not sure where it is i think it's like locked away because people kept like stealing it <laughs> so it's like the shape of the body like from zero to lenin where would you put it the sh- oh like i don't know actually it's hard to tell with the clothes on but it's right. sitting in a chair but <laughs> there's this quote he wrote he has an essay called Auto Icon or the Uses of the Dead to the Living, and he wrote, If a country gentleman has rows of trees leading to his dwelling, the auto icons of his family might alternate with the trees. Copal varnish would protect the face from the effects of rain. So he was envisioning people having the bodies of their relatives lining the like roads going up to their houses. 
Isn't that spooky? That is like what I think the Celts did, except it was with like bodies on spikes and they were the bodies of your enemy. <laughs> Not your no. Family. No, he was looking at it like he wanted he's like everyone should look at people's body auto icons, their bodies. I just I don't know. I think Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think we don't need to be um I'm kind of like interested in this like there's like a death positivity movement where we don't Mm -hmm. you know stigmatize death and we try not to be afraid of it but i don't know that we need everyone's like bodies lining roads no we don't have (laughs) space for that there's a lot (laughs) of us just not practical if you want to you know be supportive of the future of the earth just cremate yourself (laughs) you know although i've I've heard that, like, cremation is really bad for the environment, though, is the thing. But so is embalming. Maybe I will take the Tibetan route, and I will have them smash my body up and feed me to the vultures. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm more partial to cremation just because I find it less icky. But, yeah, I Mm -hmm. think, like, the best thing for the environment is to just... I think a lot of people are doing, like, natural burials now where you just put your body in like a cotton like mm-hmm. bag and you just bury let it let it decompose yeah hmm what else we got I mean those are the main the, ones I wanted to talk about yeah the only other ones I had like tagged were the spirit cave mummy which is the oldest mummy found in North America ooh okay tell me about that um it was found in Nevada or Nevada, if you're from Nevada, I'll say it like you guys say it. Nevada. <laughs> if you insist. Um, if I say Nevada, that means everybody who talks about us has to say Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> and not Maryland. Um, <laughs> so it is, how old is this? How old are you, Spirit Cave Mummy? Which is such a cool name. I know. Um, so the actual mummy was about 40 when it died. Um, and they date it the death 9,400 years old? Holy. No. No. That would make it older than the Chinchoro ones, yeah. That's no, the-, the Chinchoro ones were born in... No, you're right, it would. Yeah. I... Is this correct? Where are you eating? Am I being this, duped by this Wikipedia? Isn't, this isn't JSTOR. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, so it's so Chinchoro mummies. 29, the earliest one is 7,020. I am like, I, I'm going to have to Google this because it's going to bother me. Oldest. Spirit Caveman? Spirit cave mummy. Mummy in the world. Oh, it is. Ten oldest mummies in the world. Oh. It's number one. It's the oldest. We win. Wow. Learning <laughs> so much today. If dead bodies were a contest. We got the oldest one. It's like wrapped in straw. What's impressive is that straw is still straw. Like it's yeah. not biodegraded. What's you know what it must have on it? Some resin. resin. <laughs> is there a way to scroll through this? Like, Okay, so number one, oldest. And this is from oldest.org. So, you know, reputable source. Um, number one is the spirit cave mummy. Number two are the chincharo mummies. And can I just say the chincharo mummies, the ones that got like covered with clay, they have, I don't know if they're supposed to be boobs or what, but they look like little hands coming out. Mm. And it's really weird. The chinchoro ones kind of scare me because one <laughs> way they mummified people was you would like take their bodies apart and take their skin uh-huh. off and treat everything uh-huh. and then reassemble them. It's like a scarecrow. 
they look really scary. Like, can you imagine yeah. that coming at you in the dark, like, toddling yeah. up to you? Those are way scarier than, like, bandage mummies. Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay, so number three is the Tashwinat mummy, which is from Libya. Mm-hmm. And it was found... I cannot say that. <laughs> it's about 5,500 years old. Um... Oh, and it's a kid. It's like a three-year-old kid. He was embalmed, wrapped with leaves, and covered in antelope skin, <clears throat> and his entrails were replaced with wild herbs to preserve him. Hmm. And then let's see. Number like, four. Interesting how people like all over the world kind of figured out the same thing. Yeah, it's... There's a word for that, isn't there? I don't know. Collective unconscious? Is that what that is? I mean, you could use that to describe that, yeah. Like, we all kind of just want the same things and tend to figure out things at the same time. Oh, not to keep talking about the Chinchoros, but another interesting thing I just remembered about them is they mummified everyone, not just the elite. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a special thing. It was... Yeah. It's just their standard procedure. Uh Uh-huh. I like that. We should all Mm -hmm. get mummified or no one gets mummified. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. The fourth most old, most oldest, oldest mummy is the Gibelin man, and he's Egyptian. And I, he is the definition of looking sinewy. Like I can see his skin. I can see it. <laughs> oh, and they think he was murdered. That's fun. There should yeah, be was, um, a CSI that's like an archaeological version of CSI. That's like the show Bones. <laughs> Is it? Not all episodes, but there are some episodes where they look at like historical stuff. I find that interesting. Um, but a lot of like the mummy shows, like they try to figure out how the mummy died, which is always interesting. Yeah, um, like when this... they find an old body and it's like they were hit from behind in the skull uh-huh. with like a heavy blunt object or something. You're like, oh, uh-huh. shit. <laughs> this is a natural mummy. This one was not on purpose, I don't think. So or maybe was, the spirit cave mummy, was he a natural one or a, oh, no. I guess if he was wrapped with straw, he was artificial. Yeah, no, mummy. the first one was not. That one was on purpose. Okay. Otzi the Iceman. Oh, yeah, he, he's famous. Yeah, he's from, like, Austria slash Italy. Is he the one with um, a tattoo uh, on his shoulder that was, like, really well preserved? Yes, he's, like, covered in them. Mm-hmm. His diet consisted of pollen and goats. And pollen? they extracted red blood cells from his body, so. Hmm. That's cool. <laughs> and then we got Lady Rye. She's from Thebes. And once again, her hair looks so cool. It's like intricately braided. So cool. She died in 1530 BCE. And she was the nursemaid to Queen Amos Nefertari, who was the first queen of the 18th dynasty. I'm creeped out by the idea of, like, my hairstyle lasting thousands of years beyond me. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, it gets, like, caked on there. Yeah. Like, shave my head, please. (laughs) (laughs) Shave it off. Amenhotep the first. He's number seven. Man. And then we got the, ooh, I don't know how I'd say this. It's in Danish. Ektved girl. Ooh, I don't like the way that looks. Um, she was in a tree trunk coffin. Her bones like did tree? not survive. Hmm. Like in a tree or in like a coffin made of a tree trunk. I think a coffin made of a tree trunk. Oh, that would be. It looks cool. like she, she did like not. In a tree. It was not a long lasting mummification. Um. Oh, and inside her coffin were the cremated remains of a girl, of a child. Hmm. Oh, and she wasn't from Denmark. She was from Germany. That's fun. Let's see. Number eight, King, King Tut. Go King Tut. <laughs> number eight. I, oh, oldest. Oldest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I watched a video, you know, those like Miss Mojo videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like top 10 mummies. It's <laughs> like a weird top 10. <laughs> I love top 10s like that. Where I'm just like, yeah. what are the qual? like, what are your like categories know. for how you're ordering these? I think coolness. All right. Number 10 <laughs> is Ramesses II. And there we go. So America, oldest mummy in the world. Who would have thought? Yeah, I did not know that. And when I say America, I mean whatever the Paute Shoshone tribe, because they're the ones who have providence on the mummy. So I want to look up. I'm looking at pictures of the spirit cave money mummy, but all you see is like his spine, and he's like wrapped in the yeah. hay stuff. So I wonder, I like, much how much of him is really there. I don't think a lot. I do not. I think a lot of mummies they find are really just at this point, like, I mean, this just looks like bones. Yeah. Yeah. Bones aren't a mummy, though. I mean, if you were mummified. He has a hand, I guess. But, like, yeah, a skeleton is not a mummy. Well, this looks like it was a natural preservation. So they just kind of stuck him in the cave and was like, okay. The spirit cave man? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks like he has a hand. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to see, like, actual pictures of him. Maybe they didn't want to unwrap him. Oh, it only partially mummified. Okay, so I think he kind of counts then. He wasn't on purpose. So I guess if we're talking about oldest mummies that it was like straight up on purpose, I mummified this thing, then that would be the Chinchoro mummies. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Can I just say for when we talk about like death, the Australian Museum has a whole exhibition about death? Ooh. Yeah. Tian Shen mummies. Hmm. They're in better state of preservation than most Egyptian mummies. They were buried in the driest, saltiest part of Central Asia in the winter, in bottomless coffins, so that freezing air would circulate in the coffin, hmm. and they would freeze and dry out before decay could set in. Hmm. That's smart. Yeah. That's cool. And I guess they did some mummification in indigenous Australia. They would dry out the bodies in the sunlight or smoke drying them. Delight. I wonder why we don't mummify people anymore. It seems to be such a popular universal thing. I don't know. They did it to Lenin. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah. And like... I don't know. I don't think life should be so much about, like, your death. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder, with the Egyptians, at least, with, like, regular people, if they just buried them. I think they did. But then I wonder, so was it just assumed if you were, like, poor, you just didn't go to the afterlife? Maybe. That's kind of sad. Like, way to, like, just be like, fuck you. What's the point of living, then, for, like, an Egyptian? Let me Google it real uh, quick. I gotta read more about this. Not right now, but at some point, I'm gonna read <laughs> We can just this. silently record you reading. <laughs> I bet that would be good for people who really need a lot of mirroring to get things done. They can just listen to me <laughs> click around and read. It would be great. Maybe that will be my side podcast to this one. Oh, we didn't even talk about bog bodies. I love oh. bog bodies. Do we talk about... Oh, no, we didn't talk about Tolland Man, did we? No. He was a bog he's body. So, yeah, man. So cool. My favorite. Like we've talked about them before at some point, briefly. Maybe. I probably talked about them when I was watching a documentary about them. Yeah. <laughs> and how, like, all the archaeologists were like, why were they thrown in the bog? And I was like, I don't know, like, if I had a dead body, easy disposal, like, like, throw it in a bog. I don't have to dig a hole. Throw bodies in, like, 
the ocean or in yeah. the swamp. Or convenient. <laughs> Super convenient. But what's your favorite? You were saying my favorite something. Oh, my favorite bog body? is just bog bodies. I love them. <laughs> oh. I think they're so fun. Yeah. Oh, we definitely did talk about him because I remember posting him on our Instagram. Yeah. The picture of him. It was, yeah. I'm sure it's when I watched that documentary. Uh-huh. Because the picture of him is, like, really cool. Like, yeah, his face. Yeah, you can, like, see his whole face. Yeah. And he, I guess, they figured out was hanged. And some people say he's some kind of sacrifice. But, I mean, how can yeah. you know? I feel like yeah. historians love to say people were sacrificed when they don't know. Yeah. I mean, historians like to put a lot of meaning on things that maybe there is none. Yeah. Because, like, think of all, like, the stupid shit we do that really doesn't have any meaning. Mm-hmm. We just do it to do it. All right, friend. I think I'm, I'm tapping out. All right. Well, that was our episode on mummies. Got a little gruesome. Got a little juicy. Got a little Ugh. supple. <laughs> Moist. Got a little sinewy. Ew. <laughs> so yeah, gross. this is a gross one. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, but also not sorry. Yeah, sometimes gross stuff is fun. Yeah. Most of the time, let's be honest. So, um, what shall we do next week? Death. Yeah, something about death. Yeah. Death treatments, perhaps? Yeah. All right. All right. Happy spooky month, everyone. I'm excited. Spooky month. I get to use my spooky month intro. I was listening because before we started, I was like, what was it last season? And I scrolled through and played one. I was like, oh, yeah, that was a good one. It's like kind of X-Files-y. <laughs> it's a good time. My skills yeah. with Garage Bend. Yeah. A plus. We'll use it again. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, do all the things. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.